0: We've created a, a Jesus that's very sweet, and He is. But there's another side. For there is no. Greetings, everyone! This is Marcus Staples, your servant in Jesus Christ, coming to you with another edition of Unpacking the Theology, the show that unpacks the reason behind the rhyme in Christian hip-hop. On this edition, we'll be unpacking the track, The Other Side, from our favorite messianic brothers, Hazakim, from their album, The Son of Man, put out by Lamp Mode Recordings. This track talks about the two sides of Christ. And no, I'm not talking his two natures, that's what's called the hypostatic union, And hopefully we'll be covering that in a different episode. But I'm talking about the two sides. More like somebody's casual side versus their serious side. You know, the side that would come out when they're hanging out with their friends versus when they're sitting around their boss. You know, it's the same person, but you're just going to see two different sides of the person. Both make up the person and you put it together and you get a complete person. But that doesn't mean they act one way all the time. More specifically, they don't act that way in all circumstances. We'll see which side of Jesus we're going to talk about as we read today's scripture. Our scripture comes out of Revelation chapter 19. We're going to be reading verses 11 through 16. It reads, Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, with a rod of iron he will tread the winepress of fury of the wrath of god the almighty on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written king of kings and lord of lords just this section of scripture right there paints a wildly different picture of jesus than what people typically think of when they think of him at least in our western culture Jesus is often thought of as timid or passive, people categorize him as a pacifist or a peacemaker or or just a general lover of all people, someone who went around spreading joy and cheer wherever he went. But what about our passage? Our passage doesn't paint that picture. Our passage paints a picture of a a strong leader who's leading his people out to war, who's going to bring vengeance and, and leave blood in his wake. But you say, well, that's the the end times. That's that's not the Jesus who was here on earth. Well, what about the money changers? When he went into the temple and flipped their tables and with wrath proclaimed, this will be a house of prayer and you've turned it into a den of robbers. And well, maybe that's just the Pharisees. You know, he wasn't too kindly to them because they were the old way, the tradition, the old twisted religion, people will say. But what about the woes? when Jesus declared woes on the cities for their unbelief. The people in these cities weren't just Pharisees and didn't just represent the religious old way of doing things. No, these were people who were sick, who were lame, who came to him for healing, and Jesus healed them out of his mercy. Yet, they did not believe. So what did Jesus do? He called woes upon them for their unbelief. People seem to paint a picture of Jesus that was different than what the Bible preaches. Hazakim is keen on this. And that's what we will be seeing in this track. The verses of this one, like last week's, are split into themes. The theme of the first verse is that we only focus on the soft side, but there's more. Often we exaggerate this side. Have you ever heard of the phrase, precious moments Jesus? You know, the Jesus who's always walking alongside us, who's our buddy and who's there to help us. While Jesus is gentle, that is only part of him. The problem we make is that we make that all of him. When that happens, we tend to take that to the extreme. He ceases to become what the Bible reveals him to be, and he becomes some somebody who's great with kids, or who's petting lambs and talking to people, or a fisherman who's fishing with his buddies, a symbol of peace, or, at worst, effeminate. We lose the whole picture of Jesus when we exaggerate the peaceful God, the God who is gentle and loving and kind. When this is done, it brings Jesus down to our level, makes him something that's easy for us to digest, and that something is less than God. We make Jesus into a gospel without any law. If that's the case, then what is he saving us from? Well, verse 2 paints a nice picture of that. The theme there is the other side of Jesus, the ruler and the judge. There's a passage in John 5 that reads, The Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father. See, Jesus is every bit as powerful and as omnipotent as God is. Another passage from Luke 8, Then they sailed to the countryside of the Gerasenes Many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Notice the power of the demon in verse 29. It says he was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds. This man could have taken Jesus' head and crushed it like a grape, but that's not what happened. The men recognized the power and authority, or rather the demons recognized the power and the authority that Jesus carried, the same power and authority that God carried, and it trembled before him and fell at his feet. Not only is Jesus every bit as powerful and omnipotent as God, but he carries God's same nature. And we know that God's nature never changes. Some more examples of the other side of Jesus... One from John 18 reads So Judas, having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas, who had betrayed him, was standing with them when Jesus said to them, I am he. They drew back and they fell to the ground. Another example comes out of Luke 17. And he said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea. Then he should cause one of these little ones to sin. We're talking about the same Jesus, right? We're talking about the gentle, kind, loving Jesus. The Jesus that... The Jesus Ed Young talks about when he preached his sermon, what Jesus would say to Ellen DeGeneres. That was sarcasm. As a side note, this sermon is ridiculous. And you can hear a full review of it on Pirate Christian Radio's Fighting for the Faith. There's a link in the podcast description. But hold on to your hats. It's a wild sermon that says some pretty outrageous things about the character of Christ. Things that contradict what we're learning in this episode. Things that scripture clearly states. Anyways, back to the point. Jesus was definitely meek and humble, but he was no pushover. He is, after all, God, the creator, and the judge of the universe. Which leads to verse 3. The theme here is, there's relief from God's wrath. We have to keep our minds in the right place when we're talking about Jesus and we're trying to understand who he is. Luke 12, 4 and 5 reads, I tell you, my friends, Do not fear those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more than that they can do. But I warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has the authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. And again in Luke 3. As the people were in expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water. But he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into the barn and the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. See, your perspective on God can't just be temporal. It has to be eternal. You have to be thinking of him in the whole picture in the light of not just the creation, but of eternity after the creation. This doesn't mean Jesus is wrathful and out to get us. Don't get that idea. As I mentioned, this is only one side of Jesus, but it's an often neglected side, something we have to keep in mind when we're trying to understand who God is. Understanding God means understanding his full nature. When remembering his severe judgment, we must also remember his grace and his mercy. James 4.6 God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. In Ezekiel 33.11 I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked but that the wicked would turn from his way and live. Remember for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe is condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only son of god taking any part of god's nature and god's character out is just as bad as adding something in to god's nature and character either way you're left with an idol because you're creating god in your image something that you like something that makes you comfortable we have to remember that yes, God is love, yes, God is meek, yes, God is our comforter. But when we say God is love, we have to take our definition of what love is and match it to what God reveals love is in his word. Remember, Jesus didn't just die, he rose again, and he sits on the throne as judge, ruling at the right hand of the Father. Hazakim does a great job of taking pictures that scripture paints, and putting them in plain, understandable, digestible language. They do that throughout their entire album, The Son of Man. To find a link to download this album, check the podcast feed, or find the link on our website, unpackingthetheology.wordpress.com. And as always, if you have any tracks you'd like us to unpack, please leave a note in the comment section, or use the link to find us on Google Plus or Facebook. We hope you can join us for our next unpacking. Thank you, and God bless. They only focus on the one side They know that the sun died But they forget that he rose And he's sitting on the throne So we're bringing all the other side And he's ruling, ruling, winning And he ain't ever losing, losing Enemies, he's forever bruising, bruising Ain't no pretty please Want to live, better choose him but next time he's coming with fire.